Welcome back. We're here. It's another beautiful Thursday. And that means, like we've said before, it's time to record, time to sit down and and, uh, uh, talk with you guys, talk to you guys about whatever um whatever we may have on our heart whatever we may be thinking about today but if you don't know where you are you are at the level ground podcast i'm your host grayson Siggers, and we're glad to be back um before we get into uh maybe what we're going to talk about today in the episode i do want to remind everybody that uh you can find us on facebook at the level ground podcast um you can find us on instagram level ground.22 send us an email reach out to us level ground pod 22 level ground pod 22 at gmail.com um and and do all these things reach out share the podcast um and remember if you go on facebook you like the facebook page uh once we get it up to 500 followers um then we're going to do like a top 5 q and a and and everything and we're doing that just to make things different, just to switch it up, give us maybe a little bit of something extra uh, that we can do or, or something a little bit different we can do to kind of get you guys more involved. And uh, we want this thing to grow. And the way it's going to grow is by you guys. And and so that that's really what we want to do. If you help us, we'll help you. And we'll do, if you do a little something for us, we'll try to do something for you. Uh, in that aspect, if anybody you know wants or needs a copy of the Word of God, uh, send them our way. Um, or if you need a copy of the Word of God, reach out to us. We'll be more than happy, no matter where you are, what corner of the world you're in. If you want a copy of God's Holy Word, we will send you a copy of God's Holy Word free of charge. And um, and we would love, absolutely love to do that for you. Um, there's nothing that I cherish more than my Bible and and if somebody was to not have one, then we would love to to give them that treasure, give them that thing that they can cling to. But uh, I guess we're going to get go ahead and get into it. We've been talking for a few weeks about, and I think we might have said it and we started, but we're working up towards figuring out what our purpose is. And so many times I've been asked the question, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is. Even me, myself, I've been there before. What is my purpose? Um, and I've been asked this question time and time again. I've asked myself this question. And finally, one day, I, I really realized what my purpose was in the Word of God. But in order to understand what this purpose is, and we're going to get into it, in two weeks, we'll actually get to the gist and to the point where we wanted to get. But to understand that, we had to cover some things. And so we talked about reconciliation. And we've talked about how that we were separated from God. And there was a division made because of the sin uh, that took place in the Garden of Eden and the fall of man and, and all those things. Because of that, that caused us to be separated from God the Father. But through His Son coming and dying for us on the cross of Calvary, and and it's at the time of recording right now, this is going to be a few weeks out from when you're listening to it, but at the time of recording right now, it is Good Friday when we're sitting here talking about this. And, And through His Son, Jesus Christ, and His death, burial, and resurrection, we were given the opportunity to be reconciled back to God the Father. And 
that bears so much weight on its own. And, and just that one thing right there, men could talk about, men could preach about, uh, people could witness with it for hours and days and days. But first we, get, we had to understand what that was. Well, then we moved on to ju- into justification. And, and in justification, we learned and talked about how that we were guilty there were nothing we could there was nothing we could do to change it but we were offered a full pardon and that full pardon was called and when that full pardon was accepted we were offered justification and we became justified after we accepted that pardon and so yes that bears weight too so what we're building is we're we're wanting to lay some groundwork and some stepping stones building up to this very end and I want us to remember in every episode first it was because of sin we were separated from God in the last episode, when we talked about justification, it was because of, you know, the, um, and I don't even know how to, how to necessarily word it, but it was because, the, we'll say it this way, reconciliation, it was because of sin we were separated from God, justification is because of sin we were found guilty, and now, today, we're going to talk about grace. And grace is a deep subject, you can go and as deep into grace as you want to go, but it's also a very simple subject. And what we're going to do today is just kind of skim the surface because you can't have reconciliation, you can't have justification, and you can't have grace without sin, and you can't have those three, uh, justification and reconciliation without grace. You can't have a, a, a remedy for sin without grace. And, and it all... In the church, in anything we do, in Christianity, everything we do ties back to Jesus Christ and the grace of God that was given to us through His Son. And so we wanted to talk about grace today as another building block. We want us, and and I I hope I'm not sounding like a broken record, but I want us to really get these, these... uh, stepping stones and these uh, the 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 foundation laid and really understand the importance of these things, not of what we're going to do to God, but let's understand what God done for us, and then we can build from there, and then further look on into what our purpose is. But normally, when we get into an episode, we try to do something to break the ice a little bit, and we try to. Uh, maybe get in here and give you a little bit of, uh, of a fun fact or give you something in history or kind of give, give you something that you can put your hands on, grab hold of, and go with it. And and we sat down when we were kind of uh, uh, preparing this episode and, and looking at it, and we wanted to really try to find something best we could to, um, to really kind of bridge the gap between the beginning of the podcast maybe and, and toward the the start of the scripture and really when we begin to dive in and you know and 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 I I wrote I put these words down and I actually wrote them out and and it was really what my heart was and what my heart is and and it says this I could say something like grace is forgiving someone for something they done to you even when you shouldn't forgive them or I could find something in history that might resemble grace because it's there I might could find stories of families being brought back together after a long separation. Maybe even take a moment and look at the animal kingdom. When a predator is ready to attack a, to attack a human defensively but backs down, 
that could be considered grace. All of these things could be associated with grace. But in all honesty, nothing in this world will ever compare with God's grace. And you can look at different things in the world, and we really tried to take and try to piece something together. And, and you can find little glimmers of it here and there, but none of it bears the same weight that the grace of God truly bears for us. And yes, we could show each other grace. And there are different types of grace, and there is, there is different, uh, different ways we can show grace to people. But God's grace is higher than all of it. The Bible says that my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your or my ways are higher than your ways, and so are my thoughts. And I know that I just butchered quoting that. Um, but God's ways are not our ways. God does things different. And his grace is going to be different than ours. And and honestly, the omnipotence of God and God being all powerful God has power to give us even more grace, to forgive us for even worse of things than us having grace with each other in that aspect. And, and since we're looking at grace, the next thing we need to look at is I want to look not only at what the dictionary says. Now, I, I look at the Noah Webster 1828. And we've talked about how that the Bible will define itself, and it will. Do not think that I am backing down. But I love what the Noah Webster 1828 Dictionary says about grace. And it says, appropriately, the free, unmerited love, grace grace is appropriately the free, unmerited love and favor of God, the spring and source of all the benefits men receive from Him. And then the next definition was favorable influence of God, divine influence, or the influence of the Spirit in renewing the heart and restraining from sin. And then you find the application of Christ's righteousness to the sinner. And then the next one you find is a state of reconciliation to God. So we can find here, and we, we've already just, without reading any scripture, we've already found if we just look at the dictionary, there is a similarity. I guess I'll put it that way. There's a similarity between what we've already learned, what we've already talked about, and where we are now. And one of the things that I really, really like is in the first definition of grace that we read to you, it said that grace is the spring and source of all the benefits men receive from him. And I began to think, and it said the spring, and, and you think about a little spring out in the woods somewhere, you run up on it, a little stream somewhere, uh, maybe going through the woods, comes maybe seemingly out of nowhere. And then ultimately that spring will go and it'll turn into a creek, and that creek might turn into a river, that river might go into a lake, that lake might go uh, into an ocean and pour into something so much bigger and if we start here with strictly just the grace of God and it being the source, we can follow the grace of God through the Bible and see how that nothing in Christianity, nothing in our lives, uh, in our walk with the Lord, nothing is done without grace. Grace is the source. Grace is the beginning. And, and you can even think about this, and we're going to talk on some other subjects here in a few weeks. And grace... 
I'm going to go ahead and say it. Grace coincides with mercy. And mercy coincides, and grace and mercy coincides with love. And you think about grace, mercy, and love. The grace of God, the mercy of God, and the love of God as three separate springs. And then as they join together, they create a bigger water source or a bigger thing than they were to begin with. That's how important grace is for us. Without grace, there would be nothing. But grace can continue to grow and continue to turn into something later on down the line. And I want us to look at another thing. The word translated grace in the New Testament comes from the Greek word charis, which means favor, blessing, or kindness. We can all extend grace to others, but when the word grace is used in connection with God, it takes on a more powerful meaning. Grace is God choosing to bless us rather than curse us as our sin deserves. It is His benevolence to the undeserving. And no doubt we can understand it. And so here we have not even really got real deep into this. And we can see that what exactly the grace of God is, is God's unmerited favor toward us, the sinner. God's unmerited favor toward mankind. It is, even though we were wrong, we were in sin, we had done wrong, it was his unmerited favor. It was our, our unmerited favor that he gave to us. What that means is we didn't earn it. We didn't choose it. We didn't ask for it. But he saw us in that place and had grace and had mercy upon us and loved us enough that he showed us unasked for, unworked for, not earned favor. Something, and we could try to work all of our lives and try to earn the grace of God. And, and honestly, us being humans, we want to try to earn what we have. We work hard. We see something we want. We work hard and we do what we can to get the money to buy it. Um, then you begin to look on and, and look at other things that we do. And everything in life we earn. You want to buy a house? You want to build a house? You've got to earn money to buy it or build it. You want to buy a vehicle? You've got to earn money. Somebody, You want somebody to do something for you or you want to have somebody's trust or you want to have somebody's respect? You earn that respect. Respect is not given, it's earned. And trust is not given, it's earned. And both of those can be lost. But you look at this, God didn't base this off what we were going to do, what we had done, what we might do, how we were doing in that moment. God didn't put any kind of stipulations on His grace except for Jesus Christ. We had to be uh, in Jesus Christ and accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. It was His unmerited favor toward us. And it was His benevolence his his giving unto those that were undeserving and the word grace is used and defined within scripture 124 times 10 in the new or 10 in the old testament and 114 times in the new testament roughly now uh, did i go through and count 
every single time for myself. No, I, I, I will admit, I looked it up. But I do want us to notice something. Yes, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. This is before we even get into Scripture because we... When we get into scripture, we can go a little deeper, but it's still good no matter which angle you look at it. Noah did find grace in the eyes of God. And you can look, and and grace is the same across the board. Grace is, God's grace is the same across the board. Uh, uh, Noah, when he found grace in the eyes of God, it was God showed him unmerited favor. But things were different then. And we're not going to get real deep into this. But when Jesus Christ came, he came with the real invitation to grace and the real gift of grace. Jesus, And so you can look, and in the Old Testament, it being mentioned 10 times, as you move on into the New Testament, it's mentioned 114 times, you see that the grace of God was multiplied and offered unto the church, unto, well, not just the church, but offered unto mankind. And some people call the day that we're living in now, or, or the, the time that we live in now, some people call that the day of grace, or the age of grace, or uh, a whatever you, however you call it, whatever you want to call it. That's because right now, in this day and time, and the place that we are at, we don't have to earn anything to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to do anything save call on Jesus Christ and ask Him to save our soul. And I cannot, me personally, I cannot fathom that. Just getting something completely free that I didn't have to earn at all, what and what so you know in any way whatsoever. No stipulations. Uh, I didn't have to ask for it. I didn't have to put it on a wish list. Um, I didn't have to. Uh, look and price it ahead of time it was already done already paid for me and it was already set up and all i had to do was wait on the invitation to accept jesus christ and when i got that invitation i accepted jesus christ i then became a recipient of god's grace and then i want us to actually look and get into the meat of this And maybe it may not even be meat today, folks. I mean, it today, today we may just try and and give you just a little bit of milk. I, sometimes the meat's hard to chew, the meat's hard to, to digest, but every now and again it's good just to have a little bit of milk of the Word. Easier to swallow, and it, it and it's sweet, and it tastes good to you. But we need to understand and know that... Um, what the Bible says about grace. And the Bible is so self-explanatory when it comes to grace. As we were studying, and we had always knew it, but it it had just it come to us. And the Bible explains itself so well when it comes to grace. Talks about grace, and there's no doubt in your mind, there's no doubt uh, that even goes around it what grace is after we look in the Scripture. The Bible says in Romans 5 and verse 8, but God commendeth his love toward us. So here we go. That's what we talked about, how that mercy, grace, and love all go together. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Even while we were separate from God, he orchestrated a way, God did, that would that that it, it would give us a way. He orchestrated a way to be brought back unto himself. And, and we can he forgave forgave us of our sins, and I, I guess this just shows the love of God and how much God loves you. Before you were ever made, before you were ever born, before you ever existed, before you were even a thought, whoever you are, God looked ahead in time and saw you. You didn't know who he was. You had no clue of who God was, of who Jesus was. And he said, but because of their ancestors, because of Adam and Eve in the garden, they are going to be separated from me. I'm going to make a way that they don't have to be separated from me forever. And that's the love that God had. And then through that, he would forgive sin. And all of these things is because of his grace and his love and his mercy toward us. And then you can look, and and God could have chose to have ended things in the garden. God could have chose that day when Adam and Eve sinned to say, all right, I'm done. Nope, let's not do this no more. But he still, he looked, he loved us, he cared for us enough that he was willing to extend to us his grace. And the pattern of grace is, it didn't, I mean, here's, here's the crazy thing. You can start with the book of Genesis. You might not find the word grace, but you can find types of God's grace and the manifestation of God's grace all throughout the word of God. All the way through the Old Testament, and it was time after time with Israel, time after time after uh, uh, God's children and for God's children, all the way up to Jesus Christ, who was sent as the Messiah, who was sent to save the world. The King of kings and Lord of lords came and became man and became flesh and dwelt among us for us. Yes, he was doing what God had commanded him to do. God the Father had commanded him to do but he can't, he had a choice. He came for us to be the propitiation, as we talked a few weeks ago, for our sin. And Jesus Christ came so that we, through him, might obtain that grace that God wanted to extend to us. Without Jesus Christ, all of this is impossible. And I don't know about y'all. I, y'all may not get excited. You may not. You may listen to this and think, "Oh my gosh, quit talking about Jesus Christ and quit talking about grace over and over and over again." But there is something in this that excites me. It gets me fired up to think that someone I didn't know, someone I didn't even think of, someone who, when I was born, the the only reason I knew of him 
And the only reason I thought of him before he extended his grace to me was because my family told me about it. And someone told me about it. And could God show his grace and show his love and show his mercy without somebody, uh, uh, without somebody telling you about it? Yes. Yes, he can. But there's something about me, as small as I was, and being the person that, that I was and the kid that I was, and, and I wasn't bad, but just God saw that. And he looked out of the whole world, and he could have picked and choosed. And he said, I want this one, or I want that one, or I want this one, and I want that one, and just, you know, pick and choose and pull a few out and and all of these things. And that's really a conversation for another time. But he looked, and he saw me and sent his son for me. I didn't deserve it. I hadn't earned anything. He'd done it as a gift for you and I. And there was nothing we could do to change it. I want us to look at some more scripture before we get too terribly hung up right here. I want us to look at Romans 11, verses 5 and 6. It said, Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant, according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Then Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now I want us to understand something. There is nothing we can ever do to earn this grace. No works will ever help us obtain it. There's nothing we can say, no act we can do. There's a lot of people out there think that you can work your way into heaven. You can and never have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We are saved by the grace of God and through our faith put in His Son. We're saved by grace. Grace is what saves us. Grace comes from Jesus Christ through faith. Faith is our avenue to Jesus Christ who is the propitiation, who is the go-between, who is the advocate between us and the Father. Just like we talked, without faith it's impossible to please God. Without faith it's impossible to believe in God. If you say that you believe in God, then you have to have faith. That's the only way that you can be saved from sin. And it's not of works. The Bible said it's not of works. I could try all day long to do great humanitarian acts, to do great things for people, to, to go across the world and do all of these great, grand, and glorious uh, mission trips and do all of these, uh, and I can feed the hungry, and I can, I, I can do all of these things, but none of them will ever get me a ticket to heaven. None of them will ever forgive me of my sin. If I was to reject the invitation of Jesus Christ, I might could do these humanitarian acts, whatever they are, and it might be like a blanket and cover and be pretty much something that would, would help me feel better about myself, but it will never do. The works that I perform with this body 
is nothing compared to the work God will perform in you, in your body, through His grace, by His grace, through your faith. That's why it's so important that we do not forget the grace of God that was extended to us. This is the foundation for all things in our Christian walk. The Bible said, where sin abound, grace did much more abound. The sin that is in our life, even if we wait years and years and years and live a terrible life and do these terrible things, whatever they may be, or or whatever, I'm not saying that any of us are bad, I'm not saying that any of us aren't, but regardless of what we've done, if we've lived a life of sin, we've stained our old heart black as soot, there is nothing we can do, no sin that we can do that is so bad, that is so wrong, that is so evil, that there isn't love and grace and mercy enough to cover that sin, to forgive that sin, to wash that sin away. There is nothing. That ought to excite you. I don't know who you are, where you're from, where you may be living. I don't even know where you stand with God. But I'll tell you this, if you don't know Jesus, and you think that you've been too bad, just know that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And then when Jesus Christ saves you, that is the manifestation of grace in your life. Grace manifests manifests itself in you. And then grace, as time goes on, we're always going to have that grace of God, the saving grace, the the grace that forgave us of our sin, the grace that reconciled us back to the Father, the grace that justified us and granted us a full pardon, that grace will always be there. But there are also many other manifestations of grace. Grace can take on different forms, and we're going to get into this a little bit more later. But God has grace with us in many different ways. Just like how we, he may ask us to do something and we don't. Well, he could look at us and say, well, I'm going to take him out right now. But does he? That's his grace extended unto us in a different way. But ultimately, the manifestation of grace in your life will be the day that you're saved. And I am so glad, so glad that one day as a 12-year-old little boy, I, I received that grace. I accepted that grace, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I was born again. I was redeemed. I was justified. I was reconciled because of that grace. And this may be a shorter episode, uh, maybe, than, than normal, because we're going to start kind of maybe closing things here and kind of getting uh, getting wound down uh, for today. But I want to leave you with this. Grace is simply, all this we've said, we, we can say so many great deep theological things, we can say so many great deep things, 
if you don't hear anything else that we've said, I want you to hear this one statement. Just one. Grace is simply the greatest gift and treasure we can ever obtain. There's many gifts I've gotten in my life, and they've been good gifts. But none of them measure up to God's grace that was extended unto me. When you read the Bible, and you find in the Bible where it talks about the free gift, and you find out and you see how that God has offered us a free gift of salvation, That free gift is His grace. That was brought to us by His Son. And it being Good Friday today, and the day that we celebrate or remember the death of Jesus Christ, and and I will say this, I don't know if celebrate the death of Jesus Christ is the right term, but if it wasn't for Good Friday... If it wasn't for Jesus Christ dying for us, then our sins wouldn't be covered, that he wouldn't have been the sacrifice for us. And then also without Good Friday or without a crucifixion day or without the death of Jesus Christ, we wouldn't be able to celebrate Easter, which is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that Jesus Christ not only died for my sins, But he rose again on the third day, and he lives forever in my heart. And I know this may have been a short episode today, but we hope that it will be a help to you, and we hope that something in this might have encouraged you today. Come back next week. We're going to jump into some other things and start building up towards what our purpose is, and we're going to talk about mercy and how good mercy is and how it ties back into justification how it ties back into reconciliation. But remember, go find us on Facebook Level Ground at The Level Ground Podcast. Go on Instagram, levelground.22. Send us an email. Reach out to us at levelgroundpod22 at gmail.com. And if you need a Bible, reach out. We'd love to give you a Bible. Until next time, stay grounded, my friends.